welcome to the Film Garage 208 podcast. My name is Sarah and this is Daniel. Hello. Hello. One of these days I feel like I should say something other than hello. Yeah, you can do the <laughs> like, intro. What's up, everyone? Next you need some kind I'm of catchy Daniel, tagline. This is Sarah. Anyway, you yeah, go on. Yeah, catchy tagline. Um, <laughs> this is coming out in the new year. So happy new year, everybody. Yes. Today, happy 2024. 2024. I know that feels kind of weird, huh? This year's gone by. 2023 done like two seconds this yeah. is the fastest year ever yep, um, really this voice over here is landon what's up he is the owner of lando laces yep that's me yes that's you tell us what your business is what do you do so i am a custom sneaker artist um so i do a lot of uh, airbrush work and custom design on sneakers um both have just been you know big passions of mine for a long time i love sneakers i love collecting them and i also just love art and it's just another uh outlet or you know a different type of media than what you normally would have yeah. a different canvas right mm -hmm. normally your, your artists are going to be on canvas or paper or digital um, being able to put that on a shoe you know grabbing two things that i love and just combining it into one that is really cool yeah so and people where, get aware of your art exactly yeah. and it's it's one of one like it's a way for them to express their likes and what they enjoy and yeah, wearable art. So is it like people bring you a, like a blank shoe, just go grab a Nike from Foot Locker and then they say, do your thing or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people absolutely do that. Um, and I've been lucky enough to have clients all over the country. So, you know, they'll, we'll start the conversation, whether it's through Instagram or email or whatever that may be, um, figure out designs, what they want, what they want to incorporate, um, figure out what that base shoe is going to be, what the canvas is going to be. And so, yeah, they'll either... Uh, ship it to me obviously if they're not here um, most of my clients locally um, have been introduced to me through friends or family or other businesses and so you know we'll meet up and then kind of get a better idea in person of what they want to do yeah um but yeah it's it's awesome cool. wow. so you'll go out and buy the shoes for them and yeah that's yeah. that's one option i provide them the option to either um have you know pay me to go get the shoe that they want and then just start working um where they can get me the shoe either way yeah cool. Wow. So you said on social media. So mm -hmm. where do people mainly find you? Um, it's been mainly through Instagram, okay. at least on the local side. And then a lot of the work that I've got um, elsewhere in the country have been like people who know someone that I did work for. And it's just been kind of a big domino effect, you know, and it's given me a little bit more reach. And one person sees something, they show five other people. Yeah. And just kind of has blown up from there. Okay. So let's go into when you yeah, started this, you I guess. Started? So how did you, who um, when? <laughs> I mean, custom sneakers by no means is something new. Uh, it's, it's probably been around for more than, than a decade. Um, I started seeing it. Yeah. At least over 10 years ago with a lot of there professional athletes. Show. There's been TV There's shows. TV shows on it too. Yeah. 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 And I, I started seeing it with a lot of uh, professional athletes, be it NBA players or mm -hmm. uh, MLB, um, NFL. I mean, all these professional athletes had custom shoes or cleats. And I'm like, man, where, like, where are they getting right, these? They're always so cool. Yeah. yeah. At first you're like, is this like a one of one? Is this like a PE kind of? You're like, only someone with that kind of money could get that. Right, right. It was, it was very exclusive. Yes. Um, yeah. And then um, circa probably like 2015, 2016, I kind of started delving into the YouTube university, right? Yeah. Just spending hours and realizing hours. how much you don't know. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I probably within a year, I mean, if I could look back at that far back in my YouTube history, probably spent a couple hundred hours just watching different customizers techniques, what they do. And I'm like, I want to do this and spent so much time just like absorbed um, in figuring out how I was going to do it. Uh -huh. 
And uh, so getting started, my wife was kind of the the big push because you're almost like you want everything to be perfect and set up everything, you know, yeah. just right <laughs> before you launch into something like that. And she's like, what are you waiting for? Like, yeah. you know, just like it's never it's holding be yourself perfect. back in the end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she's like, let's get you this stuff and just start, just run with it. So. Wow. Um, so what were you doing at the time then? It was you had a full time job or? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, let's see. When I first started, I was working actually for Melaleuca, a local company here in Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, like doing sales or? I'm um, in their finance side of things, and it, I mean it's it's okay. It's an awesome company. I can't I can't mm-hmm. knock them, but just it's like a just a just a bad nine to five just office nine grind. To five. Any yeah. nine to five, really. I mean, yeah. When you realize how much you're locked into your job versus yeah. the freedom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And this, you know, I'm still working on, I'd love to be able to do this full time. Obviously it's, uh, I have supplemented with a full-time job. I still work full-time and do this on the side. Um, right now I manage uh, a bike shop here in Idle Falls. I've been doing that for about four years, Cool. but no, I would love to make, um, custom sneakers, something that I could do full-time just cause it's, um, it gives a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So where did you do your very first pair or who did you do it for? Yeah. Um, my very first pair I did for one of my coworkers as a wedding gift. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try my hand at this. Um, I did it in our garage. Um, like I, I can remember it was like dark, like super bad lighting, <laughs> like kind of like an old, damp, nasty kind of garage. You can envision this. And um, so that was kind of my laboratory and cranked out this first pair. He was a, he's a big star Wars nut. So it's kind of, uh, a, a nebula galaxy themed air max 90. And I'll show you guys a picture too of yeah. those cool. um, to be able to throw up. But mm-hmm. that was, uh, back in 2017. So, okay. and then from there, I've just kind of run with it for the last six years. Wow. Okay. So are you posting on social media? Are you growing a following? Getting oh, man, viral? That's, that's tricky. Not, not going viral. <laughs> I mean, it's I, so I, hard. I, I firmly believe though that um, it only is going to take one person, or you know, it'll happen overnight, and it's just going to be a lot of nights until mm-hmm. that one night happens that sure. you blow up. So mm-hmm. just yeah. trying to be consistent and, and stick with it. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the quote? I, it's like overnight success takes ten years or something like well, that. Well, no, I always think about um, Lizzo, even yeah. though she's kind of in a bad light right now. Um, was her that one big song that was like her make? break song that just came out she wrote that and made the music video like 10 years ago and it like just went viral that's crazy so it's like she did that 10 years ago so you only have to wait 10 years and then <laughs> either that or like most artists it's not it's not popular or famous till you're dead uh-huh. yeah unfortunately yeah, right. oh god hopefully not right you're sick <laughs> no i want to be doing this for a long time yeah so with what you were saying that typically like celebrities, pro athletes wear these, uh-huh. do you ever like send any out to try to oh, get them to... Yeah, I've sent an insane yeah. amount of DMs and and I'm sure 99.9% well, of them... shoes, you send anyone shoes? Oh, I, I haven't done that. I mean, obviously to get to get out it's to money. people, you have to have connects, you know, <laughs> yeah, got to sure. know the right people to be able to get from A to B to C, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've, I've flooded DMs That's how of, a few of people athletes. Have any responded? Have some. Yeah. No, not yet. I mean, no? I'm, I'm working right now. Currently got a few things cooking with a few college athletes. Um, cool. And that's going to mm-hmm. be kind of a first step. And I'm yeah. I'm yeah. totally cool and willing to accept that, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to start. For somewhere. sure. You got to start with something to get your foot in the door. And um, yeah, college I'll, athletes would pay for that, though. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of college athletes would, you know, for these first few guys. they allow that in college, right? You can wear custom cleats. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleats, shoes. I mean, as far as I know, you can get away with that stuff. You see a lot of college athletes with that stuff. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's kind of the the goal right now is to get some of my artwork on college athletes' feet and then go from there. So have yeah. you always been an artist? Did you ever do other types of things besides shoes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I look back to all the way back when I was a little kid. My grandma really encouraged it. Um, she had me do all type, you know, work with all different types of media, be it watercolor or acrylic painting um, or like glass art and just really kind of fueled that creative side and encouraged it. Yeah. And uh, let me delve into all different kinds of things, stuff that I probably wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, and that's, so she's like a huge inspiration too. And one of the big reasons that I enjoy art so much. Cool. That's good. That's important though, yeah. to have someone yeah. like hone in that, that creative thing. I mean, Cause people are definitely like a creative person mm -hmm. or you're more of a, and to bring that out of you at a young <laughs> age. Type. So you knew you could do it. And exactly. Like I think had I not done that from a young age, I may not have had the confidence or maybe some of the creativity later on in life to be able to jump in and just make it happen. Probably the confidence too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like that's years of practice even yeah. like that too. <laughs> but over time of, of like doing art, you realize, you know, there's no such thing as perfect art, you know, mm -hmm. it's messy. Mm -hmm. Um, very subjective. Yeah, exactly. And so I've got a lot of that out of the way already. And so it's like, you know what, like you can't mess up on this. Like, yeah, there's days where I'm like hyper-focused on, you know, small details and stuff and want to have things as perfect as I can, but it is art and you have to accept that. Yeah. So is no it hard answer. to like fix mistakes when you're painting these shoes? Yeah. 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 You do have to like nail it. You can't. I've, I've screwed up some shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens with that? If someone like buys some shoes and send them to you? And, and I mess, and I mess up. And you mess price. up. <laughs> um, luckily, none of them have been Hurry and buy that, new ones that bad to where it. I have to get a whole new shoe. But there's, okay. been, there's been some like late nights where I'm like, how the hell am I going to fix this? <laughs> and uh, luckily I've been able to get everything out, like polished, finished product out the door. Um, but that's really how I've learned. Like, you know, you have to mess up stuff to yeah. and make mistakes to be able to learn and continue to grow and hone in some of those skills. So the so, learning moments that stick with you. Yeah. Do you have people around here who do this with you, like friends or people that kind of keep you motivated or is it just, um, no one else is doing any of the YouTube. custom work with me. Yeah. Just me, myself and I, yeah. um, but I do have a lot of friends that have really helped me grow like my local client base. Um, I go to a barber shop in Rexburg. It's graffiti beauty barber. Um, Troy, the owner, he and his wife, Brandy, have been like a huge platform for me. Hmm. Um, I met Troy about when I had started doing this, like 2016, 2017, and started showing him some of the stuff I was working on. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you hiding this? Like, <laughs> you need to get this out there. Yeah. And so I started doing some pairs for him just as gifts to keep in his barber shop. And, um, from there, you know, they displayed them and their, their barbershop's super unique in where they have kind of like an urban graffiti, like kind hmm. of cool feel to it. Okay. And it's one of those places where you can just sit down and just shoot the breeze with everyone. Like people aren't in there just to get haircuts. It's a sure. place, you know, sure. to go. It's therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so anyways, a lot of my clients have come from them. Cool. Um, That's important. Almost every single of one of the barbers in there has been a client at, at one point or another cool. over the last few years. And then a lot of people that have come in there, have, they've told them about it. And so it's been like a really cool platform and has gone hand in hand with my artwork. Yeah. Like that's the good market then, the prime market. Yeah. It's yeah. like those people who are going to that barbershop. Do you mm -hmm. find that 
your customers like display the shoes as much as they wear them? You know, um, there's a lot of it art where it doesn't actually get worn. A lot of them are. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them are ones that go up. Interesting. Displayed. Um, uh, some, I've done some uh, Kobe Bryant tribute pairs that were gifts. Cool. Um, and it's up in kind of like a shrine with jerseys yeah. and other memorabilia. And then there are people who absolutely want to wear it. Um, so it just depends on the person. Sure. Okay. I know. Like if I got some custom shoes made, I'd be so afraid to wear those out. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, some of the guys that wear them, you know, they wear them like special occasions, you know, a couple yeah. times a year. Um, my barber, I mean, he wears his like once a week and he's had a pair for a couple of years now. Um, but they've stood the test of time. Yeah. So that's good. There you go. Yeah. That's probably cool to see. It's like a tattoo artist seeing their, their, their work a year or two later. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They do a, they do a big event every summer called graffiti day and that they open it up to the public and there's like tacos and it's cool to see like five or six, it's seven here? people up, up in Rexburg. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, but it's cool to see like five or six different people walking around like, Hey, I did those three years ago yeah. or I did like, it's just a good feeling too, to see that, to see that artwork out there and that for people sure. appreciate it. That's cool. That's yeah. really exciting. So do you do other kinds of like graffiti then just for fun ever? Like canvas type stuff? Or? Those days are... You're focusing Long on the, the business now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tagging. And yeah, you don't have time for that. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Tagging um, trains. Yeah, stuff like that, right? Um, no, I do other stuff too, like basketballs, soccer balls. So I do custom work on those. I've done um, okay. a couple of basketballs as gifts for kids going from high school to the college level that their trainers or coaches got for them. And yeah, anyway, it's cool because anything can be a canvas really. Yeah, so See. you said you use like a sprayer, a spray gun. Yeah, you airbrush. paint it with by hand. It's mostly airbrush. Uh, some handwork, some airbrush. It just depends kind of what you're, what we're accomplishing. If it needs to be like a little bit more detailed, yeah. you know, use some fine tip brushes. Or if you're trying to cover an area, the airbrush gives a real clean finish on yeah. the shoe. So, yeah. I had a friend in high school whose mom did that with like blank canvas shoes from like Walmart. No kidding. And she'd use Sharpies okay. and just draw things on it. She was really good. Um, that was I like mean, probably the people that got that started. Yeah, maybe she was one of them yeah. Yeah, back in the day and people would just tell her what they liked. And it was always kind of like cheesy things like I play soccer and football. And I mean, she was a great artist, but I think just times were different. And, sure. But yeah, it was, kids and like, <laughs> yeah, seeing what your work is like, it, it's just a different, it's just changed so much. Yeah. It's come it's probably hard way. to stand out. It is. It's very much, I mean, like anything else out there, there's, there's a cool lot, shoes. there's like, a lot of cool stuff out yeah. there. There's a lot of artists. Um, mm -hmm. and so trying to stand out is really tricky, especially with social media. Yeah. I mean, do you put your voice out there? Like, yeah, what have you do been you doing? talk on? I need to, you know, what? I I've been so focused on like just trying to have finished artwork out, but I need to put my face and my voice into it. And I know really you have to be able to attach a, a you know, a face and, yeah. a, and a voice to your business. And I think that's where I've struggled with or maybe been nervous to that's do that. That's what's selling I mean, people not these just days. you. Yeah. But, but yeah. like, yeah, no, we're nervous. Us, like even yeah. like showing our faces mm -hmm. on things. It's like hard. this has been our extent was like doing yeah. a podcast to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to just sit there and talk to the camera if you're like not one to just do that. Yeah. Especially if it's just one-on-one, -on -one. like this is awesome. Being able to talk, I could yeah. sit and talk with, you know, for hours with uh -huh. people, but yeah, just sitting yourself up one V one, looking into a you're camera, like, trying to talk, now what? trying to keep it natural <laughs> is, is tricky. Natural. I was asking because I was just wondering if, if you noticed, if you had been doing that, like a difference that made in your sales, you know, customers like liking more of you, but mm -hmm. I imagine it would. Are you on TikTok? No, because no? I, I, I feel I like your business TikTok. would he's kill not, he's not going to dance with a TikTok. No, 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 no. The tutorial side of TikTok, yeah. like even just like you 
showing you doing things mm-hmm. and like kind of behind the scenes and like that could be the place to kind of get your voice on there and it may be and i need to be more open to that um because yeah i mean like but you it's mentioned content it's, creating it's yeah, a lot right. of effort it, it is it's, <laughs> it's, and it is tricky with um with creating shoes to like stop and capture certain things 100%. and then get back to work when when you're trying to be so focused on you're what in you're that doing. like flow state and then you're like i'm not gonna stop to just it's BTS, totally different things mm-hmm. getting yeah. video and then doing your job. It's exactly. hard too. If you have like a paid client, they're paying you for those shoes. Like mm-hmm. they're not paying you to make a reel. Exactly. <laughs> so it feels kind of guilty. Like if you do anything that takes away from that end result, mm-hmm. that's, that's how I feel when I'm in a shoot. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't himself. pause to like do these things, but really no one cares. Yeah. You know, probably there's well, a lot of people who like, do tons of BTS. They're all about the BTS. I, I need to. And, and in reality, they're not paying me necessarily like by the hour by any means. You know, I, I get a go. price. Yeah. And so I need to basically find a way to kind of squeeze that stuff in there yeah, and, and maximize with it. Cause it will, I know it will pay off. That in would. The end. You have kids, right? And just have your kids hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how well that'd go, but we'll figure something out. So, okay, let's go back to what we were talking about before before we start recording. Yeah. So, you said you were in Rexburg before. Yep. And you had a studio there. Yep. And then now you moved to Idaho Falls. Yep. And you just got a studio. Just got a studio here. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, what made you come to Idaho Falls and leave just, Rexburg? Just to be closer for work. Oh. I mean, cuz I'd been commuting back and forth for the last 3 years and got tired of that too cuz it tacks on Gross. an hour to your day. Um and yeah. this winters. just lost time. Winters are bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But it took away time, you know, precious hours that I had in the evening to spend with my family. And then that's also when I do a lot of my work, too. So um, yeah. we just wanted to be closer, more centralized. So For sure. Yeah. So what kinds of things have you done um, besides social media to get clients? Um, trying to get involved, like as far as like local events, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, my barbershop up in Rexburg that does that event every yeah. summer. Um, trying to tap in with local schools. Um, I've been able to do a few raffles with local high schools, Shelly High School. Cool, that's um, a good I've idea. Done up some custom pairs. Yeah. Um, and then they sell raffle tickets at high school basketball games. Uh, you know, a lot of that funds go to the athletic programs, yeah. which here in Idaho, I mean, they can really use all of that. So right. it's kind of a cool way to give back to the community. But then also it, it pays back dividends with kind of just the exposure yeah. and getting to know people and meet people. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's a great idea for yeah. the basketball games and giveaways. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought of that. I'd enter those raffles if I saw that. That's a really yeah. good idea. No, and it's it's such a fun feeling. Last year at a, a Shelly game, there was this kid, he's probably like 10 years old, tops. And he probably asked his mom for like 50 bucks. This kid bought a lot of raffle tickets. <laughs> and I'm like this kid has got to win. And I'm like mixing up the raffle bucket. Like, I hope this kid can win one of these <laughs> pair of shoes. And he did. And they were like five sizes too big. Oh, but watching no. the I was going to ask you Yeah. So you just have one size and I had, I did two pairs of shoes, um, for the, for that Shelly high school raffle. Um, <laughs> and one was like on the smaller size, but it, they were still too big for this kid. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was the best feeling seeing this kid. So excited. Like he, he appreciated those more than anyone else there. Yeah. Um, I'm picturing yeah, that, like that, like holes in zero, that scene where he's got the stolen cleats and he's walking down the streets. And yeah, just, the weight, it was exactly <laughs> Ten that. sizes too big. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't care. He put them on and laced them up and oh. wore those the rest of the night. And I'm like, man, that's what it's about. That's, that's great. what it's about. Yeah, that's, that's cool. so sweet. Yeah, like I would, I would, I would pay money back to all my <laughs> clients just to see 
the reactions because I don't get to see all of them. Sometimes, you know, if I'm shipping them sure. out or if it's a birthday present, I can't be at all those places. Yeah. Um, sure, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But seeing the reactions of people when they get to open up something that's for them, that's kind of a one of one thing is that's so fulfilling. It, it's yeah, it makes me feel good. I yeah. can cry. Yeah. You no, that's like, a really that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, wow. Need a little custom box with a little. I need they open it, it, it snaps like a, a picture right away. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily a lot of people have been good enough and send me videos when they can, but yeah. obviously they're in the moment for a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, if I could be kind of a, a fly on the wall for those moments, man. Yeah. Okay, so how much do you normally charge for a pair of shoes? Um, it varies. Um, as of as of late, um, I've started my base price around 150 bucks for the labor, not okay. including the shoe. Mm-hmm. And then it can kind of just go up from there, depending on the intricacy of the design. Okay. Um, but that's kind of the starting point. So can, could I bring you like any shoe or does it have to be? Yeah. 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 I, a lot of people think it has to be, you know, like. Can I picture like a Nike? Yeah. A lot of people like the Nike all white Air Force One. Okay. And yeah, it's a good canvas. I'll say I'm sick of doing them. What do you like? <laughs> I love Air Max ones. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's my favorite shoe of all time. I probably have like, it's a sickening amount. I'm probably past like 40 pairs of Air Max ones. For you personally? Of my personal collection. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and, and creating custom sneakers too fuels that addiction. It's it's bad. And they're uh-huh. all, are they all custom? It's no, all he, type he, of- these, are, these are just like Air Max ones from Nike that I like. Gotcha. Um, I mean, because there's endless amounts of colorways and textures and patterns and stuff. Yeah. It's all research. It's all research. Yeah, for you. exactly. Yeah. It, it fuels it fuels kind of the creativity side of things, seeing what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite silhouettes, the Air Max one. But I've done um, football cleats, um, Adidas basketball shoes, a lot of Nike shoes. Yeah, so I yeah, mean, really, these, anything can be. Is it like a special kind of paint so it doesn't wear off? Because I'm picturing cleats and like those got to go through some wear and tear cleats do get put through the put through the ringer um and i think it's it's just like anything else even a a standard cleat that hasn't been customized they're going to get beat up and have the wear and tear Mm -hmm. and people do have to understand that when you're putting something through that especially wearable art it is over time going to get beat up that's that just is what it is um but i do the best i can with uh the paints and finishes that i use so kind of the process with that is uh, most shoes or cleats have a clear coat factory finish. So you have to make sure to get that off with kind of a light acetone, hmm. lay your layers of paint down, yeah. um, either having some dry time or heat gun in between each coat. Um, and then there's a few different products, um, one from Liquid Kicks or some people like to use just kind of like um, not quite a lacquer of varnish, but some like a sealer pretty much. And you have to build up a few coats of that just to kind of protect everything that you've put on there. And, uh, with most shoes that works great. I mean, like I said, I have clients that have shoes now that are three or four years old that still look like the day that we made them. Sure. Mm. They have, they might have creases and stuff in them from being worn, but the artwork's there and protected. Hmm. Do oh. you bring like your inspiration into these designs also like to help them figure out what they want on the shoe or yeah. do they usually kind of know what they want? Um, some people, I should say most of my clients have had elements that they want me to incorporate, but the best part is honestly, probably 95% of my clients have just said freestyle this. Here's a few colorways that I want. Here's some elements I want you to incorporate. Do your thing. Very much like a, like a tattoo artist or something like that. I trust you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are the expert. Exactly. They've trusted me and 
Um, and it's, it's been good doing that because it's built up quite the catalog of, Hey, here's a bunch of different designs and they can yeah. say, Hey, I like what you did here, here on these certain shoes. Can you incorporate these X, Y, and Z? Yeah. So. Is that all on your Instagram? Yeah. Like all of those? Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's m- most of them. Most yeah, of them. Most, most of my work's up there. Okay. And then, so I want to talk about how you balance your creativity and your home life. Cause you mentioned that you have three children Yep. and a full-time job. Yep. So how do you balance all Very of busy. You are a busy guy. Yeah, no, it's... Children it's, are busy. Yeah, kids are busy. Um, it's uh, it's tricky. How old are your kids? Uh, my girls, my oldest is six, and then I have a five-year-old, and then we have a nine-month-old son. Oh, Aww. a nine-month-old. So, yeah, no, it's, it's tricky, mm-hmm. but they're also part of my inspiration, too, because they the excitement that they, uh, that they have watching me do this stuff. It's like, it's again, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the little kid who won the shoes. They're just mm-hmm. like, Oh man, this is the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they probably want to color all over the shoes too. Right. There's been, there's been some close calls where Sharpies <laughs> and other things have almost made it onto some I shoes. Say, I was like, I don't even know if I could stop ours from mm-hmm. grabbing uh-huh. all those pens if they were around. Oh my God. Mm-hmm, exactly. Fit. Nothing would ever get done. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That, that's been the tricky thing because the last couple of months I have done a lot of the work from home and mm-hmm. in the last several years I've had a studio or a workplace. Um, so getting a new studio, I think will yeah. uh, right. make it a little bit easier to, to kind of divide that time up. Like you were yeah. asking. So um, are you doing like studio hours then like a dedicated time for you to go into the studio? Yeah. Um, very much so. So, I mean, we have, a, I mean, kind of a busy schedule. Kids are doing certain things, certain nights of the week. So I have to pick, you know, this night and this night, I'm going to go in from, you know, 7 PM to midnight or whatever it takes and lock yeah. in and knock stuff out. Um, my wife is is actually the one who's way better at keeping me balanced. Um, yeah. Yeah. I need, I need her to just be my boss for this. <laughs> you <laughs> should bring her everything. in. Yeah. I, I need to, um, <laughs> because I mean, she'll get on me. Hey, you're, you're falling behind on this. You need to get these things done. And so she keeps me in check and all your projects. Yeah. And is on. way better at, <laughs> at balancing time and, and figuring things out, time slots and keeping things organized. So yeah. what does she do? Um, so she does photography. She's a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. um, but then does photography and it's, nice. it's good for her cause it gives her time to still be fulfilled for getting sure. out, doing her own thing. Yeah. Um, get some time away from the kids cause she needs that. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's been doing that the last few years. So that's a good, Exciting. good creative yeah. outlet. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. She's both yeah. very creative people then. Yeah, I think she is more than me. I, I'm just trying to be, but you're just trying to be <laughs> trying to stay creative. As you have the most like artistic drawing profession on a oh, shoe. I don't, I don't know about that. Like, have you ever thought about any other type of? I mean, it sounds weird, but like art, like like body painting, spray, or like I don't know, like a shoe is like a weird shape and stuff. Sure. Like, I don't know. There's stuff out there. People pay money for a lot of things. No, you're you're absolutely right. No, there's, there's a lot of customizers that I follow. Um, one of them, he, he started off doing like shoes, but now he does, um, professional, uh, NHL goalkeeper helmets. Cool. Um, and then he does actually body painting and does a lot of cool things. Body artwork with airbrush paint. Yeah. yeah. Welder helmets. There you go. There's tons of welders in this state. That'd be a cool custom. one. Custom welder custom helmets, welder helmets. Just like badass. So does it matter? Does it have to be canvas or can you do metal? No. Yeah. The paints that I use can be used on like plastic, synthetics, canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's metal, a cool wood. idea. That's a good idea. Right? I'm like, can yeah. you paint my camera? <laughs> no. I mean, we could do the like, body. That could be like really cool. Like a 
film garage. Like, like no one else in the world had have a camera that looked like that. You or it could know. be an just, absolute failure. I don't know. <laughs> it's no Nothing page. opens. Everything yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> the boy, the uh, warranty is not good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it would look good. It would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I wanted to talk. To Next you business about... question. Yeah. Far away. Okay. So you told us that you charge 150 at a starting point, but mm-hmm. where did you get your Good price question. points like was many creatives struggle with pricing their services especially yeah. in art yeah no it's it's really tricky i feel like in the first year or two and i still kick myself to this day about it but i feel like i really undercharged because i wanted to have people you know buy it yeah and i <laughs> started noticing over time that um it doesn't really matter where your price point is at there's going to be people that fall into those categories that are willing to pay what you're charging Um, and I've tried to just find a happy medium to where it's like accessible and realistic to everyone. So anyone who wants to do it can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I I mean, there's, there's customizers out there that'll charge starting points of five, $600 and people still pay that. Um, and so I've just tried to keep myself in like a, a happy medium where it's worth my time and I enjoy it and feel good about it and where it's still accessible to most of the people. Um, that want to do something like that for sure mm-hmm. yeah it is really tricky establishing that price point because there's times i feel like i was giving away stuff yeah and you, you probably were yeah, yeah you yeah. probably were yeah yeah especially I've, all the hours and time that you put into it very much so so if you don't mind saying like what was the cheapest shoe that you sold besides like a free giveaway shoe yeah. what was like where you felt you were just looking back at it like why did i ever charge that um, I did this, uh, I got reached out to from a, uh, home security summer sales company and they wanted to hmm. do, um, shoes for their top sellers. Um, so I think there was like 10 pair of shoes and these got delivered and they were like, Hey, we need these in a week and 10 shoes ten in a week. Shoes. Yeah. And normally I'm like, Hey, give me three, four weeks. I have lead times, um, time to get stuff set up and you know, go to the drawing board and get sure. finished product out. And me just wanting to take on this project naively was like, yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, having those 10 shoes show up at my doorstep and then start opening them up and getting laces out. I'm like, this is a lot of work. And so I remember, I think I took four sick days at work and stayed <laughs> home and worked all day for like four days straight to get these shoes done. And, uh, got them to, um, hoping, you know, there's going to be some good publicity from it. Like radio silence. They don't even say anything. <laughs> didn't, didn't even hardly say anything. And I feel like my skills weren't maybe up to par for their expectations. I'm not sure what it was yeah, at the time. You never know huh. with the silence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I charged, I charged 25 bucks a shoe. To customize them? To customize them. Because oh, I wanted oh, to waste man. four PTO days. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, it was it was terrible. But that was yeah. a big learning experience. You know what? I was like, at that point, I was like, never again. Yeah. Um, learned real quick. Yeah. I learned real quick from that. Mm-hmm. And um, in prices, I've kind of moved them up as I feel like my skill levels have improved and my turnaround times and everything. I've just tried to better myself. And with that, feel like I've been able to justify different pricing. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. How long after that first shit show of 10 <laughs> shoes for $25 each did you raise your prices? Oh, it was like immediately. Yeah. Like immediately <laughs> after that. I'm like, never again. No more no more freebies. <laughs> no more low prices. <laughs> but 
Yeah, that was Yeah, like that, if you had two or three weeks to work on it and not have to like take the PTO days. Mm-hmm. Cause that was us when we were full time, like we would have to do some PTO days here or there. And then yep. after it was over, it was like Oh yeah. Damn, I wasted that PTO day. Like yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I remember there was just one day I was so livid. It was we took a PTO, well, not a day, it's like a half day. Yeah. We're still wasting four hours for someone else and when you're not already getting paid, I think it was a free shoot we were doing just for clout because we were at that point where we were still like listening to people who said, you know, oh, this will get you more work because yeah, you like, do it with me. Mm-hmm. So we did. Had gear rented and all Literally this stuff from like a rental gear. house and had went to go pick up the gear, left work early, got everything basically, got to the location of the shoot. No one's there. I called the guy and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it at this other place, which is downtown, which is where like I just two left. Hours, well, no, it was across. It was in Coppolet. It was like two no, hours he, away. We were in downtown and we were supposed to shoot in Coppolet. So we go to Coppolet <laughs> and then he's like, I want to shoot back downtown kind of thing. Nah. So we come back downtown, which in Hawaii is like four no, hours. No, I think in that like, moment I was like, no, we're done. And we just I'm told done. him, we were like, I'm done with you. And I don't think we ever talked to that guy since. No, we honestly didn't. As a person, I feel a little bit bad because he's tried to reach out and like, For act sure. like everything's fine. Yeah. But I can't. Like you just that you like it wasn't the first time. It was my life that you're doing that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like these people like giving you ten shoes. Like they should have known twenty five. I mean, like that's I don't cheap. know what you told them, but like even if I heard that, I'd be like, I can't. Like, I have to pay you like fifty a shoe or something. Like, yeah, I, and in as and a it, business too, they were a business. Yeah, part of it though was like there, it, I was really naive on my part, and sure. I really wanted to get my foot in the door with something. I'm like, hey, you know, maybe if I give them a good deal, this is going to bring more work, kind of thing, <laughs> like you're talking about. But and you realize real quick, just yeah, 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 classic. Yep. So it's hard going from a smaller scale thing to try to like tackle a big, a big thing, and you like all of a sudden realize all the extra variables that come in. Yep. And we've that, had- and I was getting calls like almost every couple hours from their marketing guy, like, hey, can you change this or oh, do this no. or yeah, it was it, oh, it stressing you gosh. out even more. It was bad. So yeah, ne- never again after that. I l- I learned real quick. Uh-huh. Like we didn't pay that extra fee to do last minute changes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. That is yeah. a we've come a long way from. So you've them. gotten more comfortable with your pricing mm-hmm. since. <laughs> yeah, very That's much good. so. Just mainly because, like I, what I mentioned, there's going to be people in every price point that are willing to pay for your work, and you y'all have probably seen that with photography. And That's videography. an important thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Is like. There's always different levels and different people will pay it. Mm-hmm. It's and always hard different when skill you're passionate and, about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it'd be easier if I had a business that I wasn't as attached to. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it was a service that I was someone, I was just delegating things. But when it's like the thing I really care about, like these photos, and if someone's like, oh, I can't do this, but I could do it for 200 less. Like the inside of me really wants to say yes, like every time, like mm-hmm. right away without even questioning. Wants yep. to be like, let's Don't do it. Don't tell that to everybody. No, just <laughs> yeah. no, but as a business, you have to realize like what the business needs. And it's not yeah. about what you want. It's about what the business needs. It's like, to sure, survive. I might want to do this shoot, but if we do that, we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to keep doors open. So it's like. And it was also something we saw recently where it was like, if you start cheapening your work for other people, mm-hmm. it's now disvaluing the expensive work you did for everyone else. Exactly. And exactly. so I've been really keeping that in mind. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we've do, already yeah. set our value point and we can't. And those customers who really do value you and pay your price without like hassle. Yeah. Like those are the ones you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No. And I, I have a lot of people that have been like that, that have been with me from day one and got good deals at the beginning, but are still willing and have come back to do more work. Good. And they see the value. And they there. want you to grow. I'm sure like. I want to support you at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my, my personal barber, he's been, he's been that guy. He's got a few pairs for me Mm -hmm. and he's seen me from the very starting 
and in the growth and has been willing to pay whatever the price is to get work. And so, yeah. I mean, it's, it is good to have people too, that appreciate your work and, and know the time that you put into it behind the scenes. Yeah. That does help. Like, I guess that's kind of a collaboration, but like mm -hmm. just having someone who has your back and will kind of talk about you and very much. It's so. really, it's nice. It's mm -hmm. nice. It is. Yeah. Do good work and people will say good things. Exactly. Do bad work and they might just be silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you have to be careful too. Cause I mean, I no, feel like whenever I, I don't get responses from people, when I send them their photos, yeah, like, he's like, they hate it. It's tricky too. Cause I feel like people are more willing to talk about bad work than they are good experiences too. Like, it is. It's a stat. Yeah. It's a statistic. Right? It is. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to try and BS that statistic right now, but it was like, five or 10 times more likely to tell multiple people about 100%. a bad experience and leave a bad review. A detractor. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. was our big thing in retail. It was like the detractor was like 80% or something more likely to go and like talk badly about mm -hmm. you to then someone who was a good person. Mm -hmm. I always called it our hate mail, our surveys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never well, nothing good. <laughs> luckily with, I mean, with the people that are coming to me, they're, they kind of know what they want. And when they get the finished product, Luckily, so far, it seems like most people have been pretty happy with it. And So you good. deal with bookings all personal. You don't have a booking system. Nah. I mean. Okay. Which makes sense for what you're doing. Yeah. I have to kind of just, with full-time job and life and kids and stuff, I have to kind of just find hours. But I try and give myself basically a couple of week lead time and at least have a calendar of, hey, you need to have this done by this date and just set it up that way to where I'm consistently moving products out so that's good do you have multiple projects you're working on at one time yeah yeah, yeah no I, I have to um and so okay. i mean at any given time um you know i think the most i've had at once was probably six or seven different pairs of shoes oh wow that's awesome and it's a good thing too because um getting like an artistic writer block i guess is if you want to call it that writer's sure. block yeah. um i can you know leave that project go to another one and uh, take a break from that and kind of refocus. And so it, it's good to have multiple projects going on at once. I just have to yeah, keep grinding. Keep it. managing those schedules, mm -hmm. not lose the dates on that. I was going to yeah. ask you that if it's something you can come back to or if you just do mm -hmm. it all in one sitting. I, my personality, I, I like to, like, if I can, I want to just like lock in for several hours and just get a project done if I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. But there are a lot of times to where I'll just, you know what, we're going to call it a night. I don't, you know, I don't have the creativity or the right energy that I need to have taking mm -hmm. this on. I'm going to stop for a couple hours and I'll come back to it later. So with colors and things, do you mix colors? Yeah. So like yeah, if yeah. you were to come back to a project the next day and you have to mix that exact same shade of blue, is that hard to do? So if I do have a project like that where I need a specific color... I'll make sure that I make enough of it and have it in basically a small mixer bottle to where I have enough to get me through the project. Smart. That uh, makes sense. Well, Smart. And I've also learned from that mistake doing exactly what you said. Yeah. I'm like, finished did... one shoe and I'm like, oh, shoot. shoot. The shade is like just slightly <laughs> off now. Uh, and I've made that mistake. Um, so yeah. now I'm like, okay, you need to prep. You know, you, you, I've kind of established now I need this amount of, of paint to be able to, to cover two shoes and know how much I need to mix and have available. So yeah, all stuff you learn. Yeah. No, I've learned that with shoots with us when they're like wanting like product shoots or something. Mm -hmm. and it needs to be like exactly to a T and you do it the next day. And one thing's just slightly off and there's a lot of variables. It's it, just crazy. Things just change so fast day to day. So it's, I so figured much. with yours, it, that would be like 
the hardest part. Yeah, that, that is tricky. I mean, and it can come down to almost the same as photography. Like your lighting can be different and it might look one way, you know, if you're working on it the night before and I might have natural daylight coming in. Yeah, what do you work under? Do you have like big lights? I do. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes I'll steal like my wife's box lights and stuff. And, but, but yeah, I always make sure that I have a really well lit natural light area just to try and do the best work as possible light. and try and get the color of what they were expecting. Yeah. You do this whole whole shoe and walk outside in the light and see that it's brown and not black or yeah, something. exactly <laughs> mm, mm. no that that's happened too i mean pretty much everything every bad thing you can think of has happened too and i've but i've been able to learn from that yeah so, yeah. so my next question was gonna be like challenges are inevitable for every business mm -hmm. what is like a biggest challenge that has stuck out to you that you've learned from maybe oh biggest challenge i know i'm trying to think of like what's our biggest challenge mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I think the biggest challenge for me, um, has to, uh, I feel like I'm kind of a perfectionist and to still push to, to put out quality work, but not be so hyper-focused on some of the small things that no one else will notice. Right. Um, I, I can, I mean, I can waste hours of just like nitpicking small sure. things that when I give the shoe to someone, they're right. like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And I'm beating myself up if I don't like, like it. Like and I, I don't... see that dot. Don't uh -huh. look at the dot. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so really for any type of creative, it would, you know, it, they may probably have run into that challenge. But for me, that's probably been the biggest thing is to not be such a perfectionist to where it hinders your work and turnaround times. Yeah. Um, and to just let it flow. It's like yeah. trusting in the process mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. And just let things flow. So. so for you now trying to transition, I mean, the ultimate goal I imagine is to do this full time. I'd love to. Um, other than just obviously people hearing about your name, like mm -hmm. what kinds of things are you trying to do to, to get that, to get there? Um, you know, I mean, it, are you, are there any partnerships coming up now in this new year that you're like excited about or there's a few things in the that work you can tell us about, um, <laughs> stuff that is still kind of like under wraps. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. In reading your guys' questions that, um, you know, when we first kind of started talking via email, that was very much one of the things in my mind. I'm like, you know what? Like, what am I doing? I do, I do need to collaborate with people. And so there are a few things that are under under, uh, under wraps still, exciting, um, that I know are just going to benefit me. Awesome. That's something that I've not been good at in the past that I'm like, you know what? I think it'll be a springboard forward. So right. For sure. Is it local collaborations? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, local yeah. collaborations. And that's been where a lot of my clientele is, you know what? And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep growing here and still, you know, try sure. to keep tabs on the other areas where I've done work, but mm -hmm. kind of start here and, and grow out. Yeah. Have you ever thought about trade shows? Random thought, just like going around to places around the country, setting up booths with your shoes and like I haven't. And I think I've been, I don't even know if that's a that's thing a that people step. do that's for some yeah, shoes. I'm, I'm sure it is. And I think I've been scared cause it's like, you know, go to a trade show and it could be kind of home turf for several other big customizers hmm. already in the area. And I think it's been one of my hesitations. Interesting. I didn't think about that. Is that a, a thing, a worry? Uh, yeah, yeah, like no, very much a worry. Yeah, okay. no, cause there, there's people all over the country. I mean, mm -hmm. probably tens of thousands of people who do this exact same thing. I yeah. would imagine. Um, and there's several big customizers that I follow in just about every state that I can think of. Um, and so I'm like here, I guess it, it could be, I mean, maybe hindering me too. I mean, this is kind of like my safe place, you know, well, like, maybe it's just not that time for you to be doing those conference type things. Like maybe, maybe in a so. couple of years you will be there. Yeah. Maybe at so. That point. Never know. Yeah. You never know. I just think get your name out there. I think don't be afraid. It's 
going to be stupid advice or I mean, easier said than done, but like, don't be afraid by the bigger guys. Like yeah. if you do good work, like go to a city. Like when we moved to Hawaii and saw how just like my eyes You're were open from living in Idaho yeah. to a city, especially living in Hawaii. Sure. And you just like open your eyes to just like, there's just so much more out there. And like, if you can put yourself in that mix, like you'll elevate yourself too. Oh, that's, that's a good so, point mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. No, good yeah, advice. Yeah. I do. I do appreciate it. And yeah. it's something that I got to focus on. But, but obviously time, time, money, resources, all that comes <laughs> sure. into place. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any advice for someone who is an aspiring creative in starting their own business? Um, yeah. Um, looking back, I mean, if I were to do it over again, like don't hesitate. Just like jump in, get your feet wet. Okay. Um, and especially with art, like any type of art, it doesn't matter what it is, be it photography, videography, um, you know, custom shoes like we're talking about just get in and do it. Um, cause I spent so much time wondering about what could go wrong or how I was going to do it and wanted to have a perfect plan set up in place before I started. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before even starting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and you, you can't, you never will. So yeah. it's just like, just jump into it. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to learn from that. So if I could go back like six, seven years ago, I'd smack myself silly, you know, just like, just, just start, just do it. Uh-huh. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. really great advice. Last question. How many shoes have you made by this point? Customized? I don't know. <laughs> more than 100? More than 200? Yeah, we're probably in that realm now. We're oh, wow. probably getting past, yeah. Cool. Past, probably past 100 or so. Um, uh, That's yeah. exciting, though. Wow. I've lost That's a lot sure. of shoes. Yeah. Like, you have pictures of them all? The work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, some of them I, I have saved a lot of content to like try and post because that's that's hard you know uh consistency too of having constant stuff coming out and so yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's done that's not out yet but yeah, yeah. I try and keep a good catalog of everything of all the work okay i need some custom film garage shoes that's all i know <laughs> film garage shoes. Let's, let's make it I'm happen i'm worried because that's lime guy. green so i'm not sure about the lime green i have to choose a it'll be color. subtle it'll be subtle he's got taste <laughs> he'll make go. it classy he's got some taste. <laughs> yeah well i know a guy so we, we can make it happen <laughs> okay well thank you so much for coming on our podcast yeah, absolutely. today thanks for having so me. nice meeting you um where can everybody find you so that um, they can get some custom shoes. Yeah. Um, kind of the main avenue that most people have tapped in is just through Instagram. So okay. it's uh, just Lando Laces. So reach out to me. Um, doesn't matter what kind of project you have in mind. We'll make it happen. Cool. So, cool. Send a DM. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so yeah I was going to ask. So do you do like shoes that have been messed up? Like I saw it was an old show forever ago and it would mm. be like vintage shoes and then they would fix them and make them like brand new again. Like. Cool. Um, when, when I first started, um, there were some like used shoes that I had taken on mm-hmm. and I've just found that, um, the finished product didn't necessarily meet what the client was expecting because they're expecting it to look like a new shoe a that's been customized yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a used shoe that's been customized and you don't always get the same result. For sure. So I have basically just completely moved away from that. So it's anything that I do take on. New shoes. New shoe. Okay. Because I shoes. want people to be happy with what the end result is yeah. and you're going to get the best end result with something that's new. Sure. sure. For sure. Okay. Sounds great. Well, yeah. great talking with you today, yeah, Landon. Yeah, you guys as well. Okay. Okay. Bye, Thanks, everyone. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you.